everyone. This is Angela, and welcome back to the second episode of my podcast series, where I'm inviting key thought leaders and experts to share their perspectives on current topics impacting business, the workplace, and our society. This week, I'm excited to share that our guest is Lydia Fonseca, Pfizer's Chief Digital Officer. Lydia was recently named by Medical Marketing and Media as one of their top 40 healthcare transformer of 2019 and by Cranes New York in their notable women in technology list. While Lydia has been with Pfizer since January this year, she brings a fresh perspective and expertise to us. So I am thrilled to have her join me today. So I think we should start by learning a little more about what motivates you. Sure, so thank you, Angela. Happy to be here. So um, tell us about your passion for digital and technology. Where did that come from, both growing up and as you began your career? So um, interesting, I actually um, started, my career was going to be a lawyer. That's what I had set my path on to do. And, you know, I had even selected my major, and I selected the university that I went to. I went to Berkeley for my undergrad because I wanted to be a lawyer. And then I graduated from college, and then I went to go work at Sony. And at that time, um, my boss at Sony, who used to, it was one of those great assignments where you're young and you get to do all kinds of different things. So he would throw me at different challenges. And one of those challenges, you know, he said to me, go work with the IT guys because I'm not sure that we have a good way of keeping track of all of our written works or music. So I went, I unraveled that challenge, that mystery, and that was a pivotal moment for me because I realized two things. One is that I'm a problem solver, and the second one is that I realized the, that data is going to be the oil of the 21st century because I created my first database and so that we could keep track. Um, otherwise, Sony could actually lose a lot of money. So that was the moment where I switched over and I then decided I had to kind of rearrange everything and apply to business school. And I selected a school, uh, the Rotterdam School of Management in the Netherlands, that actually had a dual degree and a master's in business, in, in, in business administration and a master's in business informatics. At the time, it was the only school that actually offered that program. And from then on, I graduated from business school and I went to go work at Philip, Philips Healthcare. Um, this was back in 1997. And I have been fascinated by healthcare, number one. And two, I'm fascinated by the power that technology and data and digital you know, how it's really shaping our lives and and particularly in healthcare. So those are really my two passions is mm -hmm. how do we leverage insights and technology and digital to really improve outcomes and help people take control of their mm -hmm. health. Mm -hmm. And that's how I came. And now 20 something years later, I'm at Pfizer, uh, again, in, an in another part of healthcare, but still with the same passion and the same love of technology and digital. Well, thanks for sharing that, Lydia. That is, um, that's uh, really um, Rotterdam to New York. Um, you've traveled great distances. Um, so speaking about things that you're passionate about, it kind of gets to my second question. Um, I know that um, your passion for setting women up for success, 
uh, you talked about technology, but also in business or in other STEM programs, such you know, the science, tech, engineering, and math um, is important to you. So I was just wondering, who have been your mentors and role models in your career, and how do you empower other women? One woman that I admire probably the most, it's my mom. She had to raise seven children on her own, and she had to work multiple jobs to make sure that, you know, she could um, take care of us. And through all of that, she was a voracious reader. She instilled in us that education and hard work are the keys to, you know, rising above your circumstances. And in terms of setting up women, I, I do believe I am passionate about girls who code, women in technology and STEM. Um, and the other thing is really women in leadership. So I support groups like 2020 Women on Boards, um, where we really look to help women prepare and step into leadership roles at all levels, mm-hmm. um, whether it's a private or a, a business or a public organization. The Science Runway is another program that I support where we give you know younger young girls and, and young women uh, examples in science um, and technology for them to look so that they can see more examples. Yep. So yeah, that's definitely a core passion of mine for sure. So Lydia, you and I both had the opportunity to tour Apple and Amazon recently. And I was so inspired by the cultures that they've created to encourage and to nurture innovation. So my next question is this. Um, In your opinion, what companies move the needle in terms of using digital to enhance customer centricity? Uh, Well, you mentioned a couple of good examples, right? Amazon, they are uh, fanatical about the customer, Mm -hmm. and uh, that's, it really shows in what they do. Apple, I would say, for sure, this idea of empathy, and they recognize that while they provide devices, it was really about the design. The first question they ask is, how does the product make you feel? So it really puts you as an individual at the center of you know um, what they're thinking. Netflix is another good example. One of the things that I like that Netflix does is their uh, call agents. They are actually empowered to create you know uh, remarkable moments with the customer. Besides asking one required question after they have a customer interaction, they can actually talk to the customer about anything, and it's just very empowering because they, from that process. They learn a lot, and they create an intimate connection with the customer. Um, Another company, it's with Jaguar and Land Rover, um, and they've actually created this InMotion, which is a set of different companies, including Lyft and and other companies that are in, like, the driverless cars and more advances in, in technologies related to cars. And basically, they have a purpose where they want to completely enhance the way that we move. And so we think of being in a car, but they're thinking much more beyond that. And while their service, you know, it's a combination of digital, but it's also about that experience. Those are companies that I think move the needle in terms of really putting the customer at the center. And as Amazon would say, being customer obsessed. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned healthcare. Um, as one of those industries. So so let's dig into that a little bit more. It seems that um, there are just so many different ways we can unleash the, p- the potential of digital in healthcare. 
So from your vantage point, what excites you the most about the impact of digital for us here in the healthcare space? So I, I think a couple things. First of all, I think consumers and patients, right, um, they're taking on more, you know, active ownership of their health and their health journey. I think partially because more of the responsibility has been shifting to them. And I think the other part is because there's more health technologies and insights available to them, which enable them to be more empowered and, you know, participate more in their health journey. So with that, what excites me is being able to, you know, um, provide these patients or these consumers with capabilities that um, enable them to take more ownership, to be more empowered, and ultimately providing them with insights that'll trigger action and help them make a better decision. Mm -hmm. And so that's one area. And that's not just for patients, right? It's also empowering the doctor and caregivers and others with insights and tools that help them coordinate care and ultimately improve health outcomes, right? Another thing that excites me is our vision around the Pfizer Digital Companion, which is a product line of digital solutions, capabilities, and engagement tools that will accompany all of our products um, and can ensure that patients, physicians, and insurance companies are ready for and educated about our products. And then I think the other one is the insights, right? We have a lot of um, data, a lot of information that we produce. It's very exciting to me that we have the opportunity to unlock more value in that. So we have some exciting plans about ultimately turning data into insights, mm -hmm. again, that trigger action and enable better decisions. So those are just some of the kind of, uh, as I think about healthcare and I think about Pfizer specifically, uh, areas that I'm really excited about. So. You know, I think we talk about healthcare a lot. One thing people outside healthcare may not realize is that healthcare is less of an industry, but more of an ecosystem. And the parts of that ecosystem need strong connectivity. At Pfizer, I think we pride ourselves on the strong relationships that we have with patients, patient advocacy groups, or healthcare providers, as an example. But from your perspective, how do you think digital can help build connections with unlikely partners or strengthen existing relationships that we have to better support this ecosystem? Yes, Angela, I think you're absolutely correct that it is an ecosystem. And I would add to that that healthcare is definitely a team sport. Um, in the past, we have spent a lot of our time you know, focused on physicians and focused on patients. I think a new partner um, that's going to be growingly important for us is the insurance companies and the pharmacy benefit managers. I think we have many of the same goals to improve patient outcomes and to increase efficiency. Um, and we're going to need to build deeper relationships with those groups, as an example. And as Albert says, right, those who were once adversaries um, should be seen as partners today and into the future. And I certainly see some opportunities there. Another partner that we can look at are digital and technology companies. Uh, we need to um, think this, how do we ensure that we can accelerate our efforts and uh, you know, we're driving a number of initiatives um, to bring more digital capabilities across our audiences. And I think those partnerships could accelerate those efforts. 
Um, I think we also should be looking at ways to leverage data. So we don't create all of the data. We produce some of it, and we work with data partners. And I think those relationships are going to help us to unlock the value of our data and provide those insights that help trigger action and enable better decisions for patients, healthcare providers, and insurance companies. And I do think that that by working together and by partnering, um, it's going to enable us to drive increased care coordination, population health, and ultimately improve health outcomes across the healthcare ecosystem. And then how do we empower and enable that ecosystem? So last question for you. the uh, you talked about this a little bit, which is you know how do we think about the ecosystem, but thinking about the ecosystem requires that we have a digital mindset, and I've heard you talk about this digital mindset a lot. Um, so maybe can you know, maybe to end the, the the podcast today, can you tell us a little bit more about what a digital mindset means to you, and why is it so important? To me, digital, besides the cool technologies like artificial intelligence and machine learning and digital engagement capabilities, it's a way of doing things. It's to create value at new frontiers. It's really understanding that how do we take our products, our experiences to people in a way that's going to be integrated and almost an extension of them, right? So a digital mindset is when you the first questions that you ask before you deliver a solution is, what experience are we trying to create? And the second one is, what outcomes are we trying to achieve? Mm -hmm. So you start with those questions as opposed to starting with technology, and then you design, you know, the solution to in response to those questions. So a digital mindset first asks that. um, A digital mindset also drives us to design and execute to scale. So while we may start, with proving out a use case, we design it and we architect it for scale. And that's the beauty of digital is that you can design a solution that you may start in one one domain or one use case, um, but it's extendable and it's scalable. And then it enables you to really achieve that reach. And the other thing that's about a, a digital mindset is that it spans strategy. You know, I come back to that horizontal thinking, right? It spans strategy, it spans culture, it spans organization, products, and capabilities. And, and I would say the last thing is that it's a lot of fun because it's a very collective effort. It, digital is not just in one group. Digital, if you kind of go forward you know, three to five years from now, digital is going to be the way that we operate. Yep, that's fantastic. I, I also, um, you know, in listening to you, um, realize that this digital mindset is actually very aligned with this customer centricity because it's it, you talked about how we need to begin with thinking about what is that experience we want our customer to want so actually it pinpoints us right into the hands of the customer and keeps us aligned with the customer all right so it's been great to get this time with you Lydia um, it is certainly a bold new era for healthcare. Uh, with so much potential for patients. So I feel so lucky that I had um, this time with you today and uh, even more lucky that I'm able to share in this journey with you uh, and all the exciting times uh, we have ahead of us here at Pfizer. So thank you, Lydia. 